Welcome to Ag Future presented by Alltech. Join us from the 2022 Alltech One Conference as we explore opportunities within agri-food, business, and beyond. We think we know ourselves pretty well, but do we really? So much more information about who we are and how we respond to the world around us has been locked up in our genetic codes. But now it's possible to understand that code and use the information to actually switch genes on and switch them off. I'm Tom Martin for the Alltech Ag Future podcast series, and I'm joined by Dr. Yale Joffe, founder and chief science officer at 3x4 Genetics in Seattle, where she has mastered the emerging field of nutrigenetics to build products that are shaping the future of healthcare. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Joffe. Thanks, Tom. I'm very happy to be here today. And first, this, this term, this science, nutrigenetics, how do you define that? Yeah, so it's pretty much exactly as it sounds, the idea of nutrition and genetics. It's a little bit bigger than that, so sometimes I use the word lifestyle genetics. But in essence, if we can think of it as what is the relationship between the food we eat, um, the food we um, kind of expose ourselves to, the world we expose ourselves to, and our genes, and what is the relationship between those two elements really defines our health. And your company name, 3x4 Genetics. Why 3x4? So um, it's a little bit of a story, and it goes back uh, about, uh, about four or five years. But one of the challenges that I've had in my career is how do you get genetics to become something that every one of us can use in their daily life? And I'm sure everyone listening has been to a practitioner, be it a dietitian or a doctor, and you've kind of come away going, you know, that was all very well, but that really wasn't about me. Like I want something, and, and we know that one of the greatest trends in the field of medicine, nutrition, health and wellness is personalized nutrition, personalized medicine. So I was trying to figure out how do we really make genetics so consumable that in one page I can understand how my genes are going to personalize every single thing that I do every single day. And the reason we came up with 3x4 is I actually started an education company called Manuka Science to teach practitioners how to bring genetics into their practice. And we built this kind of methodology called 3x4. And the idea is by using genetics, you should be able to understand for an individual the three most important places to focus on when you're starting to work with that, that client the three most important dietary changes that you need to make, not 300, not 10, not 20, because we know that overwhelms completely. The three most important lifestyle changes and the three most important supplements. So when you put three, three, three together, it comes up to three, four. So essentially one page of a real summary that shows why you're different and how your genes will like really personalize your intervention. Now, your approach is based on a set of principles. Can you tell us about those? My approach is based on, I'd say, two major principles. Let's go with that. The most important thing is genetics is to have science you can really trust and understand, and that is proven. Because we know that the genetic testing industry has actually largely failed the consumer and actually failed the practitioner as well. And that we've been around now for 20 years. The human genome was mapped about in 2003. But genetics hasn't really delivered the promise and the dream that, in, you know, 20 years ago, we thought it was going to change our lives, prevent disease. 
So the first principle that I kind of built 3x4 on is how do we build a company that the consumer and practitioners can really trust? And that meant going back to basic principles of science and going like, how do we build something where there's science we can trust, that it's transparent, that it's robust and resilient? So that was the first thing, and there's quite a long story to that. The second thing is... If you just have great science, but you have no way of translating it into a person's life, then all we're selling is data. So one of the things that I've spent most of my career on is trying to figure out what is that clinical translation? What is that translational value? So Tom, you wake up in the morning and you have a whole lot of decisions to make. You can, um, you can grab your phone and check your emails. You can immediately put on the coffee machine and kind of have a double espresso. You can meditate for 20 minutes. You can go for a walk. You can have a look at the weather. You can have a cold shower. Like we make all these decisions and every single decision is going to impact the way our genes express themselves, the way our genes behave. So if we can understand our genetics, we can make these decisions so much better. So for me, one of the foundational principles of 3x4 really is this idea of translation. How does it actually change my decision I'm making? How does it actually change my life? And so I really wanted to build a company that gave all of us, whether you're a practitioner or a consumer or a client, better decision making. And, and we needed to to really not just build another genetic testing company or build another genetic test. There are three to 400 in the US alone. It was how do you fix the whole industry so that we can really raise value? So I'm not sure that was a question, but I hope we gave you a good enough answer. No, it certainly did. So I'm wondering, um, it seems, tell me if I'm right about this, am I understanding that we can actually have more control over our bodies, our, our health, than we may have realized Um how is it possible to manipulate our own genetic codes and overcome issues that might have been hereditary or unavoidable? So that's an excellent question. And in fact, I think one of my talks is going to be exactly on that, is that for the last couple of decades, we've had this sense that our genes are our destiny, you know. And, and I think that this is very much part of the media conversation, is that our genes are set in stone and there's not much we can do, so we might as well just get on with it and hope for the best and hope we don't get cancer or hope we don't get Alzheimer's. And this was generally believed to be the truth, but actually it couldn't be further from the truth. So we need to understand in genetics that there's two different parts to the conversation. So I call it insight and action. The first part is we all have this genetic code, which you refer to. You know, it's, it's like a language, like English or Spanish. It's got an alphabet. It's got words. It's got sentences. It's got chapters. And it tells a story. And our DNA sequence code is exactly that. We have, we have a code that tells the story of who we are and how we live in this world and how we respond to the world around us. But at 0.1% in our code, we differ from each other. So you and I have 0.1% of our code, which means at three to four million places in our code, in our, in our spelling, we differ from each other. And that's what we look different. We sound different. I don't know. I wish I had such a beautiful voice like you did. You're taller than I. Um, so we're different from each other. And that's at that 0.1%. But it's also... How do I respond to that coffee that I had this morning? How do I respond to when I eat gluten? How do I respond to when I go and do a five-kilometer run? 
So a lot of the work in genetics has been in understanding why we're different from each other. And I call that insight. But one of the most exciting transitions in the world of genetics deals with the question you asked, which is, if I know who I am and I know how I'm different or how I respond to the world around us, what can I do about it? And so what we've discovered, really, genes are just a series of switches. So imagine you walk into your house and you can kind of switch on a light switch and something happens. It's exactly the same as genetics. So I might, um, um, as I described, I had some lovely lunch before I came here and I chose to have for lunch some salmon and some salad. Excellent choice. I probably wouldn't have told you if I'd had the pulled pork sandwich. So I had the salmon. And when I had the salmon, there were nutrients in that salmon that had an impact on my genes. And what they do is they actually send a signal to the gene to switch on to make an enzyme or a hormone or a brain message. And it's these switches, these signaling that switch on hormones and enzymes in our body, which is actually what runs our body, which actually allows our body to heal, to optimize our health. So on one sense, we use genetics to understand who we are. On the other hand, we use the choices we make, whether it's nutrition, supplements, exercise, meditation, stress management, to switch on these genes, which is ultimately what's going to determine whether we choose health and heal ourselves, or whether we choose behaviors that actually lead us to ill health. So this idea that that genetics is set in stone as our, our destiny is simply untrue. We actually, every minute of every day, have the choice to change the way genes behave. So this is fascinating. And to, to me, a layperson, it borders on profound. It sounds as though we, if we can determine our genetic code and it's time for lunch, we can determine what we should have to manipulate something that's going wrong with us, perhaps, or that we want to uh, enhance? Spot on. That's actually my work. So that's what I've been doing for 20 years. So... I can do a test on you. I can look at your, remember I spoke about these kind of differences, these spelling changes in your DNA. I can understand, let's call it metabolic dysfunction. So things in your body that are not working as optimally, whether it's enzymes or hormones, it's, it's around areas like how do you detox toxins that you're responding to? How do you manage your glucose and insulin? Um, especially around hormones, it could be around cholesterol, it could be, uh, around how you consume calories, how hungry you feel, how you store energy. I, I could go on for hours. But if I understand that about you, I can now help you make a much better choice at your lunch for two reasons. One is I want to kind of make sure that knowing those spelling changes, those differences, I'm optimizing your choices. But take it that step further, I'm going to help you choose foods that actually go further than that and switch on genes or switch off genes because my salmon that I had for lunch was doing a couple of things. The one is it was switching on genes that decrease inflammation in my body because we all know about these amazing omega-3 fatty acids that we get in oily fish that actually switch off inflammatory genes. But it also can switch on what we call anti-inflammatory genes. And there's a whole lot of stuff it does. So 
So by knowing this knowledge, and I talk about like know thyself, the self-knowledge, and working with someone who really understands how nutrition can change gene expression, and not just nutrition, let's, let's talk about profound, right? So you, you go and you um, hug someone, right? Connection. And we know that COVID, the last couple of years, um, has been really hard because we've all been at home, we haven't had connection, and suddenly we come to an amazing conference and we see someone that we've only seen on the screen and we give them a big solid hug. That connection in itself can switch on genes. So when I say every single thing that we do in our life changes the way our genes switch on and off, I literally mean every single thing. And so when we choose to, one of my favorite topics is cold water immersion, to have a cold shower versus a hot shower, when we go and dip in a, a cold tub or in an ocean or in a lake, when we go hike a mountain, when we, obviously when we exercise, every single thing we do is now in our control to be able to change the way our genes are behaving. And that is how we step forward to true health and wellness. So can a consumer obtain a customized set of data that helps guide them in their diet and lifestyle? Yeah, absolutely. So there are many, many companies in the marketplace that are doing this. Um, I've tried at 3x4 really to try and um, build the best company. And one of the fundamental things that we do differently perhaps is we insist that you have a professional work with you. So we, you know, genetics is only data. If you don't have someone to translate it for you, know who you are, what's important to you, what your goals are, what you want to achieve, what your concerns are, what your medical history is. So, you know, you're able to get a test. We look at everything that I've described, you know, how you consume energy, your exercise activity, your nutrition, um, stress, uh, mood, anxiety, depression, detox, you name it. And then we have these amazing, whether they're dietitians or medical doctors or chiropractors who have been trained and mentored and educated to sit with you and say, well, this is what I'm understanding about you. Let's kind of plan ahead and see what we can do better. So that's exactly what we do. Can, can you give me an example, a case study, let's say, of, of someone who has done this, who has realized that they had something to overcome and they've managed to do that through genetic manipulation? Yeah, I have, I have many cases. Let me think. Um, so, so one of the interesting areas, let's, so I'll give you an, just, just one at the top of my head. I'm actually presenting a whole of case studies, so I won't use one of those. But we actually had a staff member um, at 3X4 who suffered from recurrent migraines. And migraines are so debilitating. Uh, I mean, they really are extraordinary. And we are seeing them more and more often. Like even in our company, which is a health and wellness company, we probably have 20% of our staff members are suffering from migraines. And one of them in particular was suffering like recurrently. I mean, you know, never mind the loss of productivity and, and, and days of work, but in terms of family and quality of life. So we ran a, our genetic test on them. And there's this interesting um, one of the set of genes that we look at in our test is around something called histamine. Now, histamine, I'm sure anyone who's, who's I'm sure at this conference knows about this histamine, especially in um, aquaculture, is found, is a molecule that is found in a lot of foods. But for some people, they're not able to break down histamine. So it stays in the body and it's 
does kind of weird things. So it's very kind of pro-inflammatory. A lot of people who suffer from a lot of allergies, seasonal allergies, have a lot of histamine in their system. And histamine can manifest in different ways. And one of which of the ways it does is migraines. So often when you go get a migraine, you'll often go to a doctor, they'll give you a whole lot of drugs, a whole lot of medicine that you'll take and you'll end up getting into bed and being kind of wiped out for the whole day to manage your migraines. And we discovered that that um, this person had um, an inability genetically, was missing the kind of amino acids that help break down histamine. And so what we did, it's amazingly simple actually, is we removed all the foods in their diet that are high in histamine. Now, interesting about histamine is that some of the foods that we think are the healthiest foods like avocado is actually a high histamine food. So we put them on what we call a low histamine diet and it's just extraordinary. Just from that, we've been able to resolve all the migraines. So we talk about genetics as this idea of you don't know what you don't know. You know, you don't, you think we think we know ourselves, but we don't necessarily. Well, if we are able to take this level of control over our personal health, doesn't that have enormous implications for healthcare in general? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's so this is the journey we've been on for 20 years is trying to um, move away from what I call those USA dietary guidelines concept that every single person gets the same diet or, or even, you know, it's the ketogenic diet and it's the intermittent fasting diet and it's the paleo diet. So this idea that every single person will respond to the same diet is completely flawed. And I've been working with um, health professionals for 20 years now and we have had incredible traction in, in certain groups of practitioners. Uh, we call the integrative medicine, lifestyle medicine, functional medicine. But in terms of mainstream kind of Western healthcare, you know, the big healthcare systems, we haven't. And it's, it's, it's starting, you know, it's taking our time. But if you think about it, like, why wouldn't you want to understand? We call it, the, you know, trying to get rid of trial and error. Because the moment what happens with the practitioners, you'll go and you'll have migraines. And so, well... Let's try this drug. Oh, that didn't work. Let's try this. Oh, that didn't work. Oh, let's try. So we're trying to get away from that because if we can know what we don't know, we can save not only financially for a patient, but we can actually save for like psychological and emotional because every time we fail, I mean, don't even get me started on weight management. Like every time we fail, we set someone back emotionally, psychologically, and financially. So we're starting to see some traction. But um, And there's an inevitability to it that ultimately we'll all know our genetics and every single advice, piece of advice we get will be through the lens of genetics and, and that's where we're headed. And we've certainly grown exponentially in the last 10, 20 years, but we've got a long way to go. Your company maintains a global network of accredited practitioners. Is this service widely available? Is it expensive? Is it covered by health insurance? So it is not covered by health insurance. So everything is cash pay. Unfortunately, most some of the best medical care outside at the moment is cash pay. At the moment, um, it's only available in the USA and in South Africa. We're starting to look at other countries as well. 
and how to expand globally. But right now, um, we've, we're still quite a young company. So I only launched four years ago in South Africa. I'm from South Africa and launched in the USA two and a half years ago. So the way it works is the test is $349, but you only do it once in your lifetime. So your genes don't change. Your code does not change. So you do it once and you're done. But then you need to have a consult with a practitioner who's been trained by us, educated and mentored to make sure that you get the value out of it that you really need. I always say if you don't know what to know, eat for breakfast the next morning, you've kind of bought data and then it doesn't matter whether it's $3.49 or $19.99, you know, it's just not valuable. So we're very, um, yeah, we've got 2,000 practitioners in the USA at the moment that are, that are trained and up and running. And we do also a lot of telehealth, of course. So, but at the moment, we haven't quite got to global domination. <laughs> we're, we're working on it. <laughs> Sounds like you're on your way. Well, uh, I was perusing your website, the company website, and it says on your website that you are obsessed with your customers. What, what does that mean? Yes, we're, well, we're obsessed with our customers, be they the practitioner or the consumer, because ultimately um, we have this dream when people say, like, why did I start um, 3x4? It's like, well, I wanted to build a genetic testing company that did everything right. And there's so many companies just not. And to do everything right, I needed to create an experience and engagement for the consumer that had great value to them. That really changed their life. And so we have this, this idea of like 10 million lives we really we believe we will impact 10 million lives and and that has different th means something different to everyone you know it might be having enough energy to get out of bed in the morning it might be managing that migraine it might be managing anxiety it might be preventing alzheimer's or cancer so we um wanted to take genetics which is traditionally been quite a dead science you know just kind of like almost like computer science is zeros and ones, genetics is just kind of data letters, and bring it alive and make it meaningful. And we've done this in multiple ways, engagements, using color and infographics and pictures and storytelling, because we want to make sure, I think, what to bring value to your life. And I think this is something that has been missing from the genetic testing industry. And so we're quite obsessed with what is your experience of genetics? How does it feel to you? Is it meaningful? Because remember, th these are your genes, not mine. So I might be able to drink coffee all day, but you may not be able to drink coffee all day. So what does it really mean to you? And how does it really change your life? And so we spend a, a lot of work working on how do we have, a, we call them visual conversations with you, not just um, the way medicine is normally done, which is here's a lab report and good luck and off you go. If you are able to wave a magic wand and you have a vision of a world that understands and makes use of nutrigenetics, what would it look like? What would life be like in that world? So interesting, in 2005, I wrote a book called It's Not Just Your Genes. And that was quite optimistic to me in 2005. And there was this chapter at the end of the book. And uh, it was kind of what does the future look like? And as I said, this was almost 20 years ago. And it had this idea that every single person had like a DNA passport. Imagine like a credit card with a little chip. And everywhere you went, you had your DNA passport. Now it'll probably be like a smartphone or a chip under your skin or something. But anyway, and you would go to Whole Foods or the shops and everything, and you would like scan your, bar your DNA passport and 
It would make recommendations on the best foods for you to buy. You know, you better buy organic. You better hear some broccoli for you. So ultimately, I guess what I'm trying to say is that in the future, and I, I don't think it's, a, I think it's a magic one in terms of timing, but I do think there's an inevitability to it. Every single decision we make will have a lens, whether it's shopping on Amazon, whether it's the sports, it's, it's sports, it's training, it's how we prevent injuries, the foods we eat, the supplements we take. We'll never take a supplement ever again without knowing our DNA. The drugs you take, the pharmaceutical drugs you take, we already know the field of pharmacogenomics is huge. That f only 50% of drugs work, and that's genetics because genes determine how a drug is metabolized. So imagine that this big lens that covers every single decision that we make and that we do, and I, that is the future of health, of wellness, of medicine, of sport, of fitness, And I think the ultimate part of that, that wand, is integration. And so one of the amazing areas we're working on now is how do we take genetic information and integrate it with, with other data about us? So, you know, I've got a Garmin watch on my hand. I've got an Aura ring. And these, these two devices give me information about my heart rate and my heart rate variability and whether I slept well. And the way we see the future, the next five to 10 years, is that there will be genetic integration into all our data. So we're not just measuring my heart rate and my heart rate variability in my sleep, but we're layering it with this amazing lens of genetics and finding out, so how does this look at a personal level? And I think that's, that's the future we're looking at. So that magic wand has already been waved. Actually, it, hard work. We waving, we waving, <laughs> <laughs> we waving. Dr. Yale Joffe, founder and chief science officer at 3x4 Genetics based in Seattle. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tom. Thank you so much for having me. For the Alltech Ag Future podcast, I'm Tom Martin. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to Ag Future wherever you listen to podcasts.